start my message today. And, and really, before before I start, you know, it's been another it's been another one of those weeks, huh? And but God is good; He's faithful. And let me just share. I'm going to share with 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 coming out of a, out of my heart, a pastor's heart, and some things that 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 you know we dealt with as a nation, so forth and so on, and, and as people. You know, last last week, especially the beginning of the weekend. You know, I start getting all these 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 text messages and 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 emails and all this stuff. You know, telling telling to go get ready. You know, make sure you have you have two or three weeks of food stocked up. Go get 25, 30 gallons of gasoline. Make sure you have guns and ammo. You know, all this stuff, all this, all this craziness was supposed to take, was going to be taking place this week. And you know, I mean, I was getting bombarded with all this stuff. And I'm thinking the whole, I mean, from, from, from the Chinese are sitting off the coast of, the, of, of our states. They're coming up from Canada, to, from Mexico. The Chinese are going to come invade our country. They're going to lock up all the, uh, the, the uh, uh, members in the government. All just, just craziness. Just craziness. And the thing about it is where people were jumping on this bandwagon and believing this mess. And I just want to say, I want to just address this real quick, like, real quick. These things are always going to happen. Understand what I'm saying? Conspiracy, all this, these things are like this. And, and when these things take place, you've got to get to the place as, as a born-again believer to go to the Word of God. Don't get hung up on all this stuff. Listen, God's in control. He is in control. He is in control. The Bible says that he places people. He sits kings and, and, and kings. He puts people in the government who he so chooses. And at the same time, he protects his people. He protects his people. We don't have to get all focused and all on these tangents. Now, if you're getting upset with me, please don't. Please don't. I'm just trying to help. I mean, I remember, how many of y'all remember Y2K? Y'all remember all that? It's supposed to, 20, you know, 2000. All the computers were supposed to shut down, and people went ballistic over that stuff. And, you know, I started getting this stuff on purpose, on purpose. I let my car go to empty. Because I know God's bigger. Now, here's the scripture, okay? I hadn't got my message yet. I'm going to just read this to you. Luke chapter 2. Now understand this. The word of God is what? It's the same now and it was then, now and forever. His word remains the same. We can take his word and apply it to every situation in our life right now. Every situation. Same way with the virus. You know, something I promise you, before it's all over with, something else is going to come down the pike. But hold fast to the Word of God, church. This is what I'm saying. Hold fast to the Word of God. 
Hold fast to his word. Hold fast to him. He is their source. Luke chapter 2, 13. says this, suddenly, this is right after the, the uh, announcement of Jesus. Suddenly, the angels were joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven, it says, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Who's he talking about? You and I. Those whom God is pleased. Another translation said, on earth, peace to men whom God's favor rests. Let me ask you, does God's favor rest on your life? Does God's favor rest on your life? You know what God's favor is? It's his grace. His grace. Anywhere, anywhere in the Bible you can see the word grace, you can replace that with his favor. That's what it is. Luke chapter 2, same, this is another translation. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. Understand, they weren't, they, they, they just didn't appear. They're there all the time, church. They're there all the time. They just, they, they, their eyes were open and they could see them. We have angels about us all. Oh, glory to God. The very armies of heaven, the very, all the glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven. Y'all, we got the armies of heaven. What are you worried about? And they, were, and they all praised God saying, glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. Understand again, his scripture does not change. It does not change. Always hope on him. Always put your trust in him. Put our trust in him. Put our trust in him. You know, I just ha I have to I have to say this, and I'm not knock understand this. I'm not knocking prophecy. I'm not. But I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of people right now that better be glad that the Old Testament rules don't go the same, because used to when the prophets were missed, it what happened? They go out and stone them. There'd be a lot of doom and gloom prophets right now that have to get stoned. Everything we have in life, you apply, apply the word of God to it. Apply the word of God to your thinking. Apply the word of God to every situation in your life. And just as we sang earlier, we have the victory. Amen. We have the victory. Just, just, just act like it. <laughs> I mean, China's going to come in and start raping everybody. This is stuff you start hearing. Better get your... Anyway, I'm off that horse. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Y'all anybody mad at me? Okay, please don't. Just remember next time, just, just, just pull your Bible out and read your Bible. Just read your Bible. Do what God wants you to do. Understand, if we're doing what God wants us to do, He's going to take care of us. 
Everything will fall in place. It'll all fall in place. I mean, what you gonna do with 20, I got, what you gonna do with 25 gallons of gas if you can't go nowhere? Come on, okay. All the grocery store, never mind. And besides, <laughs> besides, if you got all this food hoarded up and you're a born again believer, what about your neighbor? Maybe your neighbor starts starving. Are you just going to sit there and watch your neighbor starve to death? I don't know. Come on. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> anyway, if you do it, we're moving on. Moving on, Pastor. Lamentations. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> You're going from bad to worse now, huh? No. If you want, open your Bibles to Lamentations chapter, 20, chapter 3, verse 22 and 25. Now before we get in, let me go ahead and read. I'll read the scripture. Okay, Lamentations 3, 22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. 23. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him and to those who search for him. Now understand this, Jeremiah wrote these words. The prophet Jeremiah wrote these words. And at the time he was in Babylon, the Babylonians had invaded Israel and they had surrounded Jerusalem. They had taken siege on Jerusalem. So by that siege means nothing in and nothing out. So the people in, within the walls of Jerusalem were, were dealing with a very, very, very difficult time in their life. A very difficult time. Thousands of people were dying in the streets of Jerusalem. I mean, sometimes we think we have it, you know, we understand this. I want to say, we don't, sometimes you might think we have, we're not having, it, maybe not as bad as you think. I mean, trust me, it could be a whole lot worse. And even myself, when I, when I see this, when I have difficult times, when I have, when I have hurts and, and, and physical and, and, and mental and, and, and heart hurts and different things when I'm facing different battles, <clears throat> a lot of times I think, well, you know what? There's people that are a whole lot worse shaped than I'm in. It depends on how you look at the situation. It depends on how you look at it, how, what you're looking at. But anyway, so the Babylonians, so thousands of people were in the streets, were dying. The temple was burned when they, took, when they came in and took seized on it. And Jeremiah wrote, let me t t to tell you how bad things were in Jerusalem. To tell you how bad things were in Jerusalem. In Lamentation 4.10 says this, tender-hearted. What's tender-hearted mean? I don't know what Tender-hearted mean very good people, very good, tender-hearted, soft-spoken, easygoing. It says tender-hearted women have cooked their own children. They have eaten them to survive the siege. Did y'all hear what I said? This was happening in the streets of Jerusalem. Tender-hearted women were cooking their own children 
to eat to survive the siege. Now understand this, uh, Jeremiah, he was like, it was like he was a, a war correspondent. Correspondent. So he's going on and he's writing, he's recording everything that's taking place. Lamentation is not a very good picture of what's going on. So all this stuff, all this death, all this heartache, all this tragedy was taking place and going on in the midst of, of, of around Jeremiah. All this mayhem, all this chaos, and all this mayhem and all this chaos, Jeremiah wrote these words. Jeremiah found hope in the love of God. Jeremiah found hope in God's love. This is what he says. He says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends, never ceases. His loyal kindness, his loyal, God's loyal, faithful kindness never ceases. The steadfast love of the Lord, church, never ceases. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what this nation is facing. I don't care what you have to have, have, have in your life. God's not turned, he's not abandoned you. He's not going to abandon you, abandon you. His love never ceases. His love for, for Greensboro, North Carolina, his love for you and I, his love for, for North Carolina, his love for the United States of America, his love for every, every nation, every continent, every people of this whole world. His love never ceases. His love never ceases. His, his love is unfailing, never-ending, overreaching, inexhaustible. Church, his love. His love never gives up, never gives in. It never quits giving. And sometimes we what? We act like tomorrow everything's going to come to an end. We act like God's totally given up on America. No, he hasn't. You act like God's given up. No, he hasn't. He never, he never quits giving. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that what? He gave. For God so loved Dennis Willis that he gave. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. If you and I or if you, if you or I were the, were, were the only person on the face of this earth or the only person that could have been saved, Jesus would have went to the cross. God would have sacrificed his own son just for one person. If his love never ceases, so we can't, we, this might be difficult for us to comprehend but I want you to understand. He will never leave you nor forsake you. His love is faithful. That's what Jeremiah saying. I have hope because I know his love is faithful. His love is faithful. Jeremiah found hope in his mercies. Because the next, next verse he says, his mercies never cease. Understand, today, <laughs> he, 
His mercies still continue. His mercies still continue. Now you think of all the mercy that's been used up over all the ages. All the mercy. It's not, it's not, even, not even a drop in the ocean of his mercy has been used yet. His mercy never ceases. The, <laughs> the fact... The fact that we're not consumed, the fact that we don't wake up in the morning and the first thought, we're, 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 boom. is nothing but his mercy and his goodness. The fact that we're here right now in this place is his mercy. His mercy. It's because his compassion never fails. I want you to get a hold of this church. You say, well, pastor, you keep preaching the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, because I want us to get hold of it. I want us to get hold of it. I want you to recognize, well, it's a simple message. Yes, it is. But it's so, it's so profound. His mercies every morning, every morning. I mean, it's, it's because of his, his, his faithful love, his, his never-ending mercies, that you and I aren't toast. I mean, honestly, if we got what we deserved, I dare to come out and, and, and say some of the thoughts I've had in my life. Same thing with you. I, I could only imagine some of the thoughts you've had <laughs> towards people, towards yourself, towards others. I mean, if we just expose the thoughts, probably within 15 minutes, everybody in here would be mad at each other. <laughs> you really thought that about me? You got to be kidding me. I'm not like that. How many of you understand what I'm saying with mercy? We're, oh. If we all got what we deserved. But it says, Jeremiah says, his mercies are new every morning. Church, there's, there, there, there's no shortage of his mercy. There's no shortage of his mercy. The shelves are stocked the shelves are stocked every morning with his mercy, with his goodness. The great vast of supply in heaven, they're not saying, uh-oh, we, we got a shortage of mercy today, y'all. No. They're new every morning. They're fresh every morning. Psalms 23, 6 says this, Surely your goodness and mercy shall what? Follow me all the days of my life. You can take it to the bank, church. God's grace and his mercy and his goodness are going to pursue you every day of your life. They're trying to chase you down. They want to overcome you. His mercy and his grace and his goodness, they pursue you. They're after you. 
His love never fails. His love never ends. His mercy never ceases. There's a vast supply of his mercy. So rather than focusing on all the great grief, on all the chaos that's going on around you, and all the difficulties that's going on in your life, just, just try, try focusing on how much he loves you. Focusing on the compassion that he has for you. Focusing on his goodness. His loving kindness that he has for us. These are the things we want to focus on. Don't get hung up in, on, on all the things that's going on around you. Don't, don't, don't meditate on your struggles. Don't meditate on your difficulties. Don't meditate on the craziness that's going on in this world. Don't sit around and meditate on the virus all day long. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? Is it just safe or safe or safe? No, focus on him, on his goodness, on his mercy, on his love. This is what Jeremiah is saying. He said, he said, I have hope. I have hope because his compassion to me, his great compassion for you and I. And Jeremiah declared this. He declared, great is his faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Now understand, reverting back, where was, where, what, was, what was Jeremiah in the midst of? What was going on around him? And for him to be able to declare this, great is your faithfulness. So if he could do it in the midst of the worst, worst time ever in, in, in his life, we can certainly do it now. We can certainly do it now. I mean, it would be like, it would be like if, if you and I were right there in, in, the, in New York City the day that the, that the, day that the Twin Towers on, on, on September 11, 2001. If we had been standing right there and we watched those towers fall and we saw people falling out of the top of the buildings and all this turmoil and, and chaos. It's like just standing right in the middle of and, and and instead of, oh my God, oh, 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 getting all, we just stand, great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. So in the most tragic day of your life, I want you to get to the place where you simply think and say, Lord, great is your faithfulness. You say, Pastor, you're preaching a hard message today. No, I'm not. I'm telling you how to get past the situation. A death of a loved one, what do you say? All of a sudden, you say, Father, I, I, yes, I'm hurting. Yes, this is, but all in all, great is your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your compassion. I thank you that tomorrow morning, your mercy and your grace are going to be new for me to live and get through this situation. I'm going to focus on you, God. Listen, whatever, whatever the day throws at you, God will match it. Whatever you deal with in your life, God's going to be there to help you through it. He's going to give you the strength if you what? If you cry to him, if you rely on him, if you trust him. Now, if you put your trust in the situation, if you put your trust in man, if you tr put your trust in 
and Lord have mercy, the internet, Twitter, Facebook, prophet so-and-so, sister bucket mouth. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you. So understand this. Every day you have this year, there will be a fresh supply of God's love for us. Every single day, there's going to be a fresh supply. There'll be all you need. The Bible says if he cares so much about a sparrow, how much more does he care for you and I? See, if we get this mindset, what I'm trying to tell you, say to you, church, if you get this mindset, we won't be doing and acting foolishly. We won't be... We'll just what? We'll, we'll be at peace. We'll relax. We'll have calm. We won't wait, spend the night sleepless, worrying about something that God's already got control of, something that God's got in his hands, something that God's going to do. Give, give us a test. God's going to give us a testimony. Now understand, it's, it's kind of like, like manna. You know, the manna was, was new with the children of Israelites. They, they, they received their, their daily dose in the morning. Every morning, they had new manna. I want to ask you this. What are you spending your mornings with? How do you spend your mornings? I want to encourage you, church. Very first, and Pastor Ronnie said this a week or so ago. I want to encourage you. In your morning, spend time with God. Amen. First thing in the morning, get up and spend time. Your morning, the man, your manna. Get your manna for the day. Get your manna for the day. Receive during this time in the morning what you're going to need for that day. I know he said, he said, he said a statement about, about starting Sundays. If you want to get through Monday, start on Sunday. Something like that. Every day, every day, spend your time with him in the mornings. In the mornings, his mercies. That's when his mercies are new. Get what, get what we get, need for today. For today. When, when Jeremiah said, great, great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. He made this de declaration not because what was, what was going on around him. He made this declaration not because, you know, what he saw, heard, smelled, what he was experiencing that day. He didn't make this declaration because of that. He made this declaration because he knew who God was. Hear what I'm saying. Don't wait till things get so desperate in your life that you start reaching for God. Automatically, when the situation comes, automatically know who God is. Yeah, I might have to deal with this, but God's going to get me through it. Know who he is. And I'm saying, don't get hung up on the situations around you. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this. Oh, this is powerful, church. This is, you don't get nothing else out of this today. Get what I'm saying right now. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. 
for he cannot deny who he is. Do y'all hear that, church? If we lose faith, he's still faithful. He cannot go against who he is. So even if you struggle, he's still faithful. Amen. He's still faithful. He cannot deny. Well, what do you mean? There's over 4,000 promises. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, there's over 7,000. There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible that he says for you and I. He can't go against those promises. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? He can't go against. He's already promised them. He can't go against those promises. And those promises are what? They're there for you and I to get through our, for, help us to get through our tomorrows. I am God, I change it not. He's God. He, he, does, he, he does not, he cannot lie. His promises are true. His promises are yes and amen. So if we watch, if we start focusing on his promises, on his love, on his compassion, on his faithfulness, if we do that instead of focus on the difficulties around us, Well, pastor, you're just saying denial, denial. No, I'm not. We all have struggles. We're all going to have them. But we don't have to let those things rule our lives. Amen. We don't have to let these things make us make stupid decisions. Oh, everything's going to climb. I've got to go sell all my stocks. I've got to do all this. I've got, to, I've got to go empty out my bank account, take all the cash and go bury it. Stock up on ammunition. Go get a bunch of guns. No. No. Trust God. I got to build a bubble around my house. I got to start drinking. Wash the house down with Clorox every morning. No, we do. We, we understand. We, we do what's right, but we trust God. 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 Are y'all getting upset with me this morning? Am I preaching truth? You know, it'll 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 help it'll help liberate us. And I'm and I understand this. I know every one of you in here are not in this place, but I know there's people that are. And you need to get set free. And sometimes God will have, will have a pastor or a minister preach a message for just one person. Why does he do that? Because he loves you that much. <laughs> so if it's not for you, just, just, just receive it. Don't block it out. Don't block it. Because you may need it one day. So verse 24, Lamentations 3, 24, Jeremiah says this. So how many of y'all going to focus on his promises? 
mean, we're all going to be tempted. Understand this. We're all going to be tempted. It's what you've got to do. You've got to train yourself. Train yourself. Jeremiah said this in, 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 in verse 24. He says, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Church, sometimes we just have to have a conversation with ourselves. Sometimes you just have to say, self, just, just step outside of yourself and turn around and look at it. What are you doing? What are you saying? Listen to what's coming out. Have a conversation. Sometimes I say to myself, like I said, there's, some of you have to have more conversations to yourself than you have anybody else sometimes. <laughs> just have a conversation with yourself. Sometimes, you know, you speak it, say it out, say it. Speak to yourself, the Lord is my provider. That's what he says. The Lord, say, tell you, he's telling himself, the Lord is my inheritance. Tell yourself, the Lord is my provider. No good thing will I lack. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. Have a conversation with yourself. The Lord is my portion. My soul will say, my soul will say, the Lord is my portion. <laughs> I'm sticking with God. We sang this in the song this morning. I'm sticking with God. And repeat that to yourself. Echo it to yourself. Tell yourself all the time. I'm sticking with God. I don't care what comes along. I'm sticking with God. I'm sticking with God. I'm sticking with God. I'm staying with God. He is my inheritance. He's my provider. He's my shield. I'm not, going, I'm not walking away from God. I'm sticking with him. I'll say it over and over and over. I'm sticking with God. I'm, you know what? He might be all you got left. If it comes to that place, it might be all you got left. You better stick with him. So what if you got to the place where you had nothing else? You got God's love. You got his mercy. You got his compassion. You've got his faithfulness. Though a thousand may fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. That's the word of God. Church, that's the word of God. Though a thousand fall by my side, ten thousand dying around me, none of these evils are going to come to me. Amen. I'm not saying that, church. I'm just repeating what the Bible says. We have the choice to believe that or not. And I tell you right now, I don't care. I don't care what happens to Dennis Willis. I don't care what happens around me. I don't care what kind of bad news or whatever I have to deal with. I will never turn my back on him. Because I know one thing. I have a reward waiting for me in heaven. I will go. What's, what's absolutely worse that can happen to us? We die and go to heaven. We may end up having a martyr's crown when we go. The Bible says that 
We're not of this world anyway. It's not our home. It's not our home. No, I don't want anybody to die. No, I don't want anybody to, to, I want them to, to live their life full. Absolutely, I want everybody to live their life full. But when we look at the big picture, so I will hope in him. I will put my trust in him. This is still what Jeremiah is saying. The Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Put your hope in him. Put your trust in him. Same verse. It says, The Lord is good to those who depend on him and to those who search for him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him and those who search for him. Understand, there's a part that we have. We have to make the decision that I'm going to depend on him and I'm what? And I'm searching for him. I'm going after everything he has to give me. I'm going to look for his mercies. I'm going to, I'm going to allow his love to have his, way in, have his way in my life. I put my hope in him. I wait on him. Some, some, some verses there says, I wait on him. I will put my hope in him. I wait on him. To those who seek him, who will seek him. He, he's good. He's good. He's good to those who seek him. To those who wait hopefully and expectantly to him. Let me tell you this. You've got to be expecting good things from him. And wait for him. But expecting good things. I expect, I expect this next year to be the best year we've ever had. Amen. I expect this next year to good, for good things to take place. I expect this year for this virus to be gone away with. I expect this year for the church to rise up and get hungry. I expect this year for people to come back and flood into churches. I expect good things happening in my life. I expect to go forward. I expect to increase. I expect, I expect God to show himself strong. I expect to see many people come into the salvation of, and, and knowing the salvation of God. I expect sickness to be, people that are sick to be healed. I expect people to prosper. I expect, I expect, I expect, I expect, I expect the goodness of my God. And nothing else. And nothing else. Isaiah 41, I mean Isaiah 40, 31 says this. But those who wait upon the, war, ways, wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Y'all, we're going to go through this. We're going to see good things. We're going to mount up. We're going to run. We're going to ride on wings of eagles. We're going to have the victory like we sang earlier. 
We're not going to faint. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're not going to cash things in. We're not going to throw in the towel. We're going on with God. We're going on with God. I tell you, y'all could start, praise teams could start heading up. We're going to go on with God, church. So let me say this. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on all the things going on around you. Don't let the craziness be your focal point. And this is so easy for us to do. I mean, I, I, I want to challenge you guys for, for the next, you know, for the next week, two weeks. Just, just turn off all the news. Just turn off all the news. The time you would be coming home, coming home and watching, watching all this, just, just pull out your Bible, read your Bible. Turn it off. Turn off all the, all the negative stuff. If you have to, have, if you have to uh, uh, fast Facebook, shut it down. I know Smith Wigglesworth, he tells a story about he was having somebody meeting with a guy that were going to come over and pray, and the guy comes in with a newspaper, and Smith rebuked the man. Get that, get that garbage out of my house. Don't come in here, don't come in and bring a newspaper into my house. Shut it down. How many of you think you could do that, honestly? I know you don't, y'all don't want to. I mean, shut it down. Shut it down. Well, Pastor, I've got to know what's going on. Hey, the Word of God will tell you what's going on. <laughs> Listen to the Holy Spirit. His voice is inside of you. So don't get hung up on everything that's going around you. Focus on Jesus. Look to Jesus. Look up. Look up. Look to Jesus. Luke 21, 27. When you really want to know what's going on, Luke 21, verse 27 says, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and much greatness. It says, When these things begin to happen, look up. Lift your head. Because you have been bought with the blood of Christ and you will soon be free. Focus on Jesus. There's freedom there. There's security there. There's freedom. There's no worries. This one, I read, I read this one statement. The best place to look is, is up because your outlook is determined by your uplook. Look to him, church. Look to him. Oh, I long to see him coming through the clouds. And he will, because this is word. His word. So if I, understand this. If we're focused on him, if we're doing what he wants us to do, which is what? 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples out of men. If we're doing his things, understand everything else is going to fall in place. Everything else will fall in place. If we seek him, if we search him out, if we trust him. Now, right before we got all this, verse, verse, verse uh, um, 19 and 20 of the same, we were going through three. Limitations three. Jeremiah says this. Hear me out, church. Jeremiah says this. He says, this is before he writes what we just covered. He says, just thinking about my troubles and my lonely wandering makes me miserable. Thinking about my troubles and my lonely wandering, thinking about all the things that's going on around me, thinking about the chaos makes me miserable. Verse 20 says, that's all I ever think about and I'm depressed. <laughs> it's closing it up here, y'all. This is what Jeremiah says, that's all I ever think about and it makes me depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and then verse 21 says this, he says, then I remember something that fills me with hope. What does he remember? He remembers the faithful love of God never ends. He remembers his, his mercies never cease. They are new every morning. He remembers his promises still stand. Church, his promises still stand for us today. He remembered these things. He remembers that God has never failed him yet. Oh, hear me, church. Hear me, church. Hear me, church. And he says to the Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Say it, church, right now. Say it with me. Great is thy faithfulness.